Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Okay, hey everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. As you guys know, I am your sweet and lovable host. <laughs> and I am on a mission. Yeah, I am. I'm on a mission from God. Yeah, I am. Hopefully, if you're a believer, you're also on a mission from God. You know why? Because He actually wants us all to be on a mission for Him, right? Yeah. So, Hey, today we have an awesome guest, as always. Uh, Pastor Tommy Norman is our guest. You guys know she's like the superstar in the evening here on Periscope and all over Facebook and everything. She is a woman of faith. Yeah, she is. And she's a woman of the word, which is why I absolutely love her because she teaches me stuff that, you know, I don't know, which, you know says a lot right because I mean I don't know everything but she teaches me a lot of stuff and so I love her and so she is here today to join us for the full hour so what we're going to do today is we're actually going to talk about some news first we're going to talk about some news she <clears throat> I don't even know what she's brought to the table yet I told her a little bit what I'm going to talk about uh, so we agreed ahead of time we're going to talk about something together and then we're going to talk about it yeah like women do right <laughs> Because we talk. Do you know that women talk more than men? Yeah, it's true. Just so you know. I think God made us that way. On purpose. (sighs) Yeah, so Tommy is my guest, so we're going to get her on here in just a second. First thing I want to do, though, is welcome everybody over there on Facebook, on Periscope. If you're on YouTube, I know a couple of you actually tune in, so thank you for watching. Feel free to share it out, people. And, um... And just so you know, in case you didn't know, this show is also archived over on Stitcher. We just launched a brand new podcast over on Anchor. It's also archived on Bullhorn and iTunes and some other places I can't think of right now because I forgot where they are because it's everywhere. Okay. So there you have it, people. All right. So hi, everybody. Prophetic Rich. Thanks for coming in. I see Tommy's in there. Dr. John is there, Stephen is there, Diane, Rachel, Mia, Peter, Dana, Patriots United, Kyle, Steve. See, look at that. All of, all of Tommy's friends are here. <laughs> yeah, they are. And Darren is watching over on Facebook. Thank you for coming in. All right. So, Tom, Pastor Tommy Norman was our number one repeated guest last year on Bible News Radio in the year of 2017. This year, she's actually the most repeated guest as well, <laughs> which you probably didn't even know. Where's that noise coming from? Anyway, you probably didn't even know that, but uh, I think we've had Tommy on now what, a couple times this year. I think, but is this your second time or third time? I don't know. But anyway, everybody, Tommy Norman is here. Yay! Welcome, Tommy, to the show. Glad you're here. I know Randall's going to put you up in just a second. He's, okay. he's doing some stuff, but don't worry. There she is. All right. Hey, guys. 
Yeah, there she is. Isn't she beautiful in the afternoon? See, you always see her at night, but we get her on early for you. So, hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you're here with us, as always. You make my job way easier when you come on. So, glad well, Stacy, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you and Randall. I love you guys, and I learn a lot from you, and you make me laugh. If somebody can make me laugh, like, they're my forever friend. So I appreciate you for so many reasons, and it's an honor to be with you today. Yeah, well, well I'm glad I make somebody laugh. You know, sometimes, you, know what, you know what, years ago, I would listen to my show all the time, right, afterwards, because, you know, you want to critique yourself. And... <clears throat> And eventually I stopped because I was like, really? You sound that way? <laughs> but lately I was watching some of our, our broadcasts because, you know, I one of the things about the show is that I always feel like Bible News Radio gets this fumble start because it's just me and Randall. And, and it's like, okay, am I on? No, wait, yes. <laughs> you know, we do our best but with, with what we can. And so I... I, I told Randall yesterday, I said, yeah, I can totally understand why people watch this show because I make people laugh even if I don't even mean to. It just happens. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that. So, okay, so tell everybody a little bit in case somebody doesn't know who you are yet, which, you know, never know. There might be one or two people. Tell everybody what your site is and what you do um, so that they can follow you and get to know you and some of the stuff that you offer because I really, really want people uh, to, you know, to get to know you and your audience, if, especially if they don't yet, because, you know, hey, Catface is in the house. Hey, Catface. How you doing, girl? Okay. Anyway. So I just want to say hi to all my peeps. I see all my friends in here um, this afternoon. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. So if you are new to me, I'm Tommy Norman. I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm a preacher. I'm a Bible teacher. And I'm a Periscope broadcaster, and I come live for two and a half years now, it's been, that I've been on Periscope. Um, and that's where my main ministry has been now for the last two and a half years, um, has been on live streaming on the platform of Periscope, uh, sharing the Word of God, ministering, encouraging, empowering people Monday through Thursday uh, around 11.45 p.m. on Periscope. My handle is TommyNorman1. So, uh, yeah, for two and a half years now, that's where I've been ministering and I've met so many amazing people and we're there, um, you know, probably 50, 49, 50 weeks out of the year. And, um, God has, uh, healed lots of people and saved many. We, I think we've got about 65 people just in the last several weeks that have prayed the sinner's prayer, um, with me there. And so, um, it's a lot of fun. I've served as a pastor um, for many, many years as in an associate um, position at a couple different churches. But now my focus is here. Um, it's worldwide because Periscope is to the, to the nations. And so um, it's been a, a wonderful transition. It's exciting. And I'm just excited about the opportunity to share the gospel, the whole gospel, with people. Um, Monday through Thursday here on, on Periscope. Yeah, see, that is so cool. Okay, I did not know that 65 people have come to the Lord. That's awesome. 
That is so, so cool. And you know what? I mean, honestly, it just really shows you that we're in the end days, you know, I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I just started kind of offering. I, I would do everything up until like the last several weeks, maybe the last three months. You know, I would say everything except do, um, you know, an altar call or give people the opportunity to actually lead them in the sinner's prayer. And so since I've started doing that, I do it at least once or twice a week. Um, yeah, people, people are responding. And so I'm so thankful, you know, that the Lord put that on my heart to get help them. People need, they need help. And so, yeah, we've got about 65 that we know of that have literally prayed with us live. And I'm sure that many more have, you know, just watching it um, on the replay or maybe didn't even tell us. Right. That they prayed when, when we did it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what I have to say, too? This is so cool because, you know, I know that there's some people out there who are kind of naysayers. Oh, yeah. How do you really know that they prayed the sinner's prayer? Blah, blah. I mean, you know, how do you know the fruit took root? Blah, blah. It's all that stuff, right? But I don't know if I ever told you this. You might not know this. But I really believe in broadcast media for the gospel. I mean, I really do because as a little kid... I love the radio, <laughs> you know, and I have to say that TBN in its infancy, when they were right in their very infancy, when Paul and Jan Crouch were actually um, just starting the network way back, like, I don't know how long ago it was, <clears throat> there were shows on that network that I watched. There was one show in particular, it was called Joy, and I forgot the guy's name. I, for the life of me, I can see him in, in my head. You know how that happens? You can see the guy's face, but I don't even know his name. But the name of the show was Joy. And I would tune into that thing every weekend. And I was not a Christian, but I, I did. I prayed that prayer over and over and over again. It wasn't until I was in uh, my freshman year in high school when, it, when God sent a, a girl, another fellow student, to actually share the gospel with me. And I, you know, I fully understand what, ha what I had done. So I, you know, TBN, believe it or not, <laughs> actually, no, I believe it. it actually, um, that's where my seeds were, were, I mean, God, I can look back and go see how God put seeds in my heart prior to that. But that me, that medium really, really did help ground me in my faith. And, uh, so I think it's cool. I know people have gotten saved watching our show. They're being discipled in our show. And I think your show, they're also being discipled, uh, you know, as God leads you and he leads me. Um, I, I think it's super cool. As I was just telling myself earlier today, because I talk to myself a lot, that, you know, I can't wait to meet you in person one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> because because we could I mean you know look there's all these people and then we can meet each other and be like oh my gosh look how God God put this together like a puzzle you know he called yeah. you from before the foundation of the earth and then me and then here we are doing this and then somehow we find this weird app and we connect how weird is that you know yeah it's all good <laughs> um it's a divine connection you know um and I'm like you, I also have my roots in Christian television. Um, I was in the hospital when I got saved, and I was watching um, Jim Baker um, and the PTL Club during that time. You know, I shared before how that my mom got saved, and then her and her pastor brought me a Bible. 
And uh, when I began to read the Bible, I was totally blown away as a 17-year-old. And, and I started watching um, the PTL Club. And so I thank God for Jim and Tammy Baker because, um, you know, it was a, their ministry played a big role in my life and so many others as well. So the gospel is powerful. And I think sometimes we make it too much about us or about the people, but the gospel is powerful. There is a power that is released when the message of the gospel is shared. And there's an opportunity for people that five minutes prior to hearing the gospel, they weren't interested, they weren't ready, they were not, they had no knowledge of their need for God. But when the message of the gospel is articulated, and it must be articulated, we have to say the facts of the gospel, um, then miracles happen and people are made aware um, of their need for God. It's just the way that he has orchestrated it, you know? God loves words and uh, the, the whole idea of testifying and testimony and confession and so um, when they hear the message of the gospel, that they can be reconciled to God by Jesus Christ, there is a power that comes and a door is open for people to um, be released out of darkness and the bondage of darkness and Satan and to come into the kingdom of God. And so, um, yeah, we want to share it absolutely every opportunity that we get because we just never know. Actually, they say that at any given time, there's a certain percentage of people that are ready to be saved. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. Yeah, I've actually heard that the that on average, according to some research, I don't know who it was, I forgot, that, <clears throat> that a person has to hear the gospel message seven times before they either receive it completely or reject it outwardly. Wow. And in fact, who was it? I was, okay, there was somebody on Facebook all right, who was it? Okay, I got to tell you this story because there's somebody on Facebook recently and I shared it. Okay, right now my middle-aged brain. <laughs> somebody was driving by and they saw a guy who was getting ready. He was on a bridge and he was getting ready to commit suicide. And the husband quickened in his spirit. Uh, do you remember who that is, Randall? Yeah, it was... Uh, um... I can't think of her first name, but Harris Smith. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, it was Laura Harris Smith. She, she, I actually met her at NRB. Anyway, her husband, who's a pastor, she's a pastor's wife, he was driving down, and he saw this guy who was getting ready to commit suicide, or looked like he was, and the Lord told him, pull over right now. And he pulled over, and he went over to the guy and asked what was wrong. He said he was going to kill himself. Anyway, he shared the gospel with that guy. He got saved. She posted on Facebook, hey, everybody, this is what happened. Please pray for this guy. Um, and because, you know, we don't know if it really took or whatever. And this and, and the husband, who I can't, I don't know his name, uh, was, was they wanted to go ahead and they wanted to make sure that he really didn't want to kill himself after this and just see how the guy felt. Well, 24 hours later, she posted another testimony update with him, the, the guy that got saved born again and her the guy was glowing like like a light bulb like it happens with people you know and uh anyway they did a whole video interview with him the guy shared his testimony what happened and, and everything and that happens a lot but to see that wow. testimony on facebook it was shared out hundreds of times among believers i shared it out that's what it's about ultimately it's about saving people from 
from hell. Let's just say it, you know, from, yeah. from darkness, from eternal separation from God, you know, and that's the power we never know. In fact, I was talking to somebody this morning. I was telling them my coupon story, my feminine pad coupon story, which you probably have you heard that? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Look, there's lots of new people here. You guys want. OK, let's build your faith, Tommy. <laughs> Yes. I'll, I'll condense my I'll condense the story because I know Randall's like no not again <laughs> but about I don't know 10 years ago it was some time ago I got this coupon in the mail for always feminine protection yeah that's what I buy people just so you know and I was super excited because I knew I was going to save $1.50 on my next box of pads right and <laughs> uh, hey God knows me he knows you, just so you know. He knows what deodorant you use, just saying. Anyway, so I get this coupon, and all week, this was like a Monday, all week this stupid thing bugged me, and I was like, hey, you know, this is irritating. Why is this thing on my mind so much? And to make a long story short, every day that week, I, I was being prompted by the Holy Spirit. I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, it just bugged me that I had to go and do this. So long story short, Saturday shows up, 10 o'clock. I'm I'm thinking about this coupon. I have to go and and use it the short version and use it, yeah. And then at two o'clock, finally, I, I go. Randall said, "Just go, go, go to Target. Just do it. Get it over with." So I go down. Yeah, Melanie, they're not cheap. <laughs> That's why I was excited because I was going to save money. So I go down to Target, coupon in hand, and I walked right up to the feminine pad aisle. And there was a lady standing there who actually tunes into the show, by the way. Uh, and I said to her, quote, fancy meeting you here. I have this coupon for always feminine protection. <laughs> and she says to me, what's a coupon? And I detected an accent. And I didn't know where that was from. This was in California, by the way. And next thing you know, we're talking. Me and her are talking. I'm wearing this t-shirt from Mission Network News, which says, be a doer of the word. And... Uh, she asked me about it and I said, yeah, I said, I really, I'm into missions and stuff. My husband and I were getting it. We're, we're Gideons. We work with the Gideons and, um, and, and she goes, really? And I go, yeah. I said, yeah, my husband's the, the, the president of the orange camp. Cause we used to live in the city of orange and, you know, and I do auxiliary stuff, blah, blah. Well, just then her husband walks up with her daughter and the Holy spirit fell, falls on us. And I all of a sudden feel his peace. And Linda, the lady's name, she says, this is my husband, uh, Svianborn. Tell him what you just told me. And so I did. And it turned out that that couple was visiting from the nation of Iceland. And they were looking for the president of the orange camp of the Gideons International. And so why this is important is because the Gideons, they actually never share info between camps. And they just happened to be the president of the Gideons International for the whole nation of Iceland. Now, the interesting thing is, is that Linda and Sven actually had been in town for a whole week. And they've been trying to figure out who the Orange Camp president was, which happened to be Bareface. And here, me in this stupid coupon <laughs> has been, God's been like going, hey, would you just go to Target, darn you? Would you just do it, do it, do it. So finally I did. So anyway, so we connected, right? 
And this story has gone around the world because it's so funny because of how God used this coupon because of what it was. Well, add on another layer to this, though, and I want to share this. This isn't going to encourage you guys. And and Tommy, you're a, you're a nurse, right? So about a year or so after after this incident took place, Sven and Linda went back to Iceland. They were already there. But Sven tuned into my show. And by, at this time, it was just audio. I had a guest on my show at that time. Her name was Dr. Frida Bush. She is an OBGYN um, gynecologist specializing in a specific area of medicine that Sven was looking for an expert in because he is a, a medical type researcher, scientist guy who develops some types of vaccines, vaccines for like uh, overseas countries and stuff. So Sven tuned into my show that day, just happened to hear Frida, Dr. Frida Bush on my show. And those two connected. And as a result, people now have been protected with the technology and the info that she gave him. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that just says God's at work. He does stuff. And it's completely insane that it started with <laughs> a feminine pad coupon. So, just saying. Power of technology and the media can do whatever it wants. And people are here. You know, people are on um, social media. So, e even, you know, the old way uh television there were so many gatekeepers there in the older um more traditional forms of media but now that's not the case you know with social media everybody um has equal opportunity um to go live and to share whatever message you have to share so and and the thing is you know people can watch it and listen in the privacy of their homes um so, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to be alive. And I'm so thankful for this uh, platform of Periscope. Yeah, me too. And Facebook and YouTube. And, and Facebook, yes. All that. So thank you, everybody, coming in. Okay, so we, uh, we talked before the show. I think we, we were going to exchange some type of story. Did you find a story, or should I start with mine? What do you think? Um, well, I did find one. Okay. Um, and really, it, so it was, um, so a current event story, and it was the story of um, a famous actor and actress whose daughter, whose young daughter, and she's very young, feels like she's a boy, and she, she wants to be a boy. So this daughter of this ultra-famous couple um, has they've allowed their daughter to dress like a boy and to really take on the, you know, persona of a boy now for several years. I'm not sure how old she is, but she, she's really young. And I think she's under 10, I'm guessing. Hmm. Anyway, today I read a story that said that she wants to transition to a boy, um, change her gender, and that they're going to... Um, I can't remember if they said for sure they're going to start giving her the hormones. It seems like that's what the story oh, no. said. Um, <clears throat> arresting her development as a girl and, um, you know, messing with changing the chemistry of her body. And, you know, so basically the thing that is so um, that I'm seeing that is so disturbing to me is this redefinition of truth. 
So this idea that there is no absolute truth anymore. So we've defined truth, redefined rather truth now to be whatever seems good to you, you know, whatever feels good to you, whatever um, your opinion is, whatever, whatever you say personally. So we all have our own individual truth now. So, you know, you've got your truth and I've got my truth with no acknowledgement of the truth that there is one who, whose embodiment, whose person, whose essence is truth. And that is God. That is Jesus Christ. He is truth. He said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. So he, he is the epitome of truth. And his word is truth. Um, but now suddenly, just in the last few years, suddenly, no, there, there is no absolute truth anymore. And now it's just a free-for-all. And so what is sad is that this is how our kids are being indoctrinated, um, you know, through the public school system, through the media, through the entertainment, all of these other um, voices that are speaking into their lives, basically evangelizing them and indoctrinating them mm-hmm. um, with these ideas that are, um, you know, they are, they're not, they're not right they're not true and they are against the word of god they are denying god of of his nature and of his authority his sovereignty and so um there's a scripture that in hosea um, i think it's in hosea 6 let me see if i can look it up here really quick it's what's well, hosea 4 6 and we quote this scripture a lot But there's a second part of the scripture that I think is, I think it's scary, actually. This is probably the scariest verse in the whole Bible, I think, um, because of the ramifications of of what we're talking about. And so it's Hosea 4, 6, and I'll go ahead and read that if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so we all quote that all the time. We all know that. Right. And he says, because you have rejected knowledge and knowledge comes from the word of God. That is the knowledge that he's talking about, because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty serious. And yet we quote that first line, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that's, that's bad enough. But the Lord is saying, because you have made a decision, the knowledge was there and it was available. And we can read Romans one really to find out, you know, another um, reference, another scriptural reference for what I'm talking about right now. Because you have chosen, you have made the, the um, decision to reject knowledge. I will reject you from being priests for me. And because you've forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. And so we're seeing this really play out, I think, in, in the world today, you know, with our children in the educational system and everything else that I just mentioned that our kids are being totally um, indoctrinated into an anti-Christ 
um, you know, belief system that, yeah. that potentially can damn their soul to hell, rejecting Christ and rejecting the truth about who he is and what he says about everything, even to the, to the place now where we are allowing kids that aren't even old enough to drive to make these kinds of decisions about their bodies. And if anybody has a problem with it, then you, you know, you are immediately labeled as hateful and, you know, small-minded and homophobic and whatever, transgender-phobic, all of these different things. When God created them male and female in the beginning, it's, it's very clear. But we have decided, um, you know, that, well, and then when we see even, um, you know, ministers of the gospel, we see pastors, we see the clergy even capitulating to these, um, to, to this kind of stuff, then that's a problem. And our kids are the ones that are paying the price because there's a, a shortage of truth. We feel apologetic about the truth. You know, we, we don't feel that we can come right out and speak the truth anymore because we will be um, you know, called hateful and all of these things. But as the church, we are called to love the truth, to speak the truth, and to defend the truth. Amen. So that was that was my story. Yeah. Well, and as you know, that's kind of that that story is like goes right up what I talk about all the time. And I, I yes. Have, and I hate to say it, but I get sick of talking about that stuff. I really do. I mean, I I do. But I love the point that you made. You know, first of all, about Hosea four six. You know, and that's unfortunately because I really believe we're living in the church of. Uh, Laodicea in that area. I mean, we are lukewarm. We're, and God tells us either to be hot or cold. And my, I feel like I'm kind of, there we go. That's, that's a little bit better. You know, we either need to be hot or cold, right? And it doesn't mean lukewarm. It means either hot or cold, you know? Um, I have a lot to say because you actually quoted, you mentioned Romans 1. I actually meant, I actually read most of Romans 1 yesterday uh, in reference to another story uh, about the, the the problems with prayer and how it's being legislated and delegislated, it's being persecuted by the atheists and all these people, whether it's in the military or or whatever. And it's like the Bible. It's so scary. Oh my gosh, we can't have it on a table because it might just say something to you, you know. But what it tells me is that. Uh, the enemy and this, you know, and, and I'll just say this and then we, we got to take a break because I cannot believe we're already halfway through this. Um, over the, over the last weekend, somebody, one of my friends who's a liberal got really upset because Donald Trump has been golfing. Okay. Make America great again, Donald. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's not like Barack Hussein Obama or anybody else never went golfing. Hello. They they all golfed a lot. <laughs> they do. They all golf a lot. But what lot. really is interesting to me is is the premise of the argument is because he was doing that, he isn't protecting the homeless, right? He isn't helping the homeless. And and their argument is so flawed because it's like, well, if you really believe this, then and this comes to the point of the social gospel, because let's just face it, the left 
and I don't mean all liberals in general, but the left generally, they promote this social gospel. You know who the father of the social gospel is? It's Judas, right? Because when the woman came and anointed Jesus with that costly perfume, you know, what happened? Jesus blessed her. The disciples cursed her because they said, hey, don't you know that this is about a year's worth of wages? We could have taken that money and given it to the poor. Well, what was Jesus's response? His response was essentially shut up because <laughs> what this woman is doing for me will be mentioned whenever the gospel is preached in the whole world. And not only that, you will always have the poor with you. So the question is, why do we always have the poor with us? It's because of wicked government leaders, essentially. Everywhere there's poverty in the world, it's because people live under communism or some other, other oppression where the leadership doesn't want to take care of the people. Okay? I mean, that's a fact. All you got to do is look over, over in Nigeria, just as an example. You know, you have one part of Nigeria that's Christian. You have the other part that's not. The people who are oppressed, they're in the dark. Same thing in China, communists, North Korea, for sure, and a whole other places, right? And so what's interesting is that here in America, we have had this prevalence of the social gospel come in, and it has infiltrated the church because certain church people actually got into their head that the more numbers that are in a church, the bigger, the better the church is. And what they did was they lost track of discipling people. And the reason why a lot of believers are cowards in their faith is because they're not secure in their faith because they've never been discipled in their faith. They don't know what they believe or why. That's why I exist. <laughs> Frankly, not because I'm so great, but because my job, as God has called me to exhort and all that, is to say, hey, open up the book, just like Tommy does, and read it. Just just actually read it. This is what the problem with the Catholic Church has been for all those years. The priests actually have the Bible, and they're like, don't read it. Nope, don't do it. I, I dare say it's kind of the same with it today as well, but I don't know. Would you agree or disagree with that? Because... It's prevalent, and the kids are, you know, that's the number one place Satan starts. And then next thing you know, we're in the mess we're in. Yeah, and I think, that unfortunately, we are outsourcing the training of our kids. Um, so the spiritual training of kids is the job of the parents. Right. Um, parents are supposed to train them up, but we like outsourcing things. And, uh, you know, so if we can outsource it, that's what we do. And so now, though, everybody, though, um, well, let me say it a different way. Um, those who are educating our kids, there is an agenda. And it's, it's not their personal agenda, but it's the government um, system, uh, the educational system now, which is very anti-Christ, unfortunately, and very anti-American. And the history is being revised. And so, that I mean, the teachers are good. There are, you know, the majority of teachers um, are good teachers that love kids and are there for the right reason, I believe. I hear something. I hear like a, it sounds like someone is snoring. Can you hear that? Nope. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I, I didn't I do it. I was like, is, <laughs> I'm thinking, is Randall asleep at the no. wheel? Okay. All right. All right. So uh, maybe it's some other app in the background or something. But anyway, 
So it's a problem because our kids now are being discipled by people that um, don't love our country, that they are reading, they, they have resources that are anti-American, that blame America. They're being taught that America is a bad nation and they're denying the Christian roots of our nation. So basically our history is being revised by people that do not hold traditional values. So our kids from the time that they, they are in school for what, 12, 13 years, several hours a day, nine months out of the year, nine to 10 months out of the year, and they are being indoctrinated um, with anti-Christ, um, you know, uh, non-traditional views, perverted views on human sexuality. And by the time they go to university there, many of them are taught by teachers that, you know, are, are radicals, basically, and hate our country, even just another level. And, you know, and we sit back and feel good because our kids are at these Ivy League schools and we're paying out big money for them to be there. And when they come out, um, you know, they want nothing to do with their, um, you know, the faith of their family, with the, the Christian belief system that their parents have, even the traditional values, um, basic traditional Judeo-Christian values um, have been stripped away from them through our educational system. And so I think that that's a big part of what this verse in Hosea 4, 6, what the Lord is saying. You didn't think it was important to take responsibility for your children, for their spiritual education. You know, you thought it was okay to just take them maybe once a week, but then you live out your life making everything else a priority. All of your, you know, hobbies and your lifestyle, you're telling your kids that their spiritual training, our, our love for God and our commitment to Him, yeah. That's, that's on the back burner. You know, it's all about, you know, whatever you want to do and whatever these extracurricular activities, all of that comes first. And so the end result is that, you know, we are, um, there's a crisis in the land in terms of the next generation and our children as it pertains to um, the Christian faith. Oh, yeah. Well, that reminds me of Nehemiah, you know. <clears throat> who had to build the wall and he was doing it for his family and, and all that. And we might have to read that later, but I wanted yeah. to piggyback on the Romans verse too. Cause I want to, I want to show this. I don't know how many of you have ever seen this. Um, I'm just going to pick up at verse 28. <clears throat> okay. It says here, um, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, Okay, just just hold on just for a second. Hey, Pastor Pete. Hello, Pastor Pedro. <laughs> um, although those, and this is where the liberals stop, okay, reading this verse. Check this, okay. 
that those who practice such things are worthy of death. And Paul here is referring back to Leviticus, the Levitical law. They not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Okay. Now think about it because this last part of that verse right there where it talks about they, they also give hearty, hearty approval to those who practice them. This whole passage, in you, when you read it in context, it looks at immorality in general, right? It actually specifies and lays out homosexual, sexual sin in particular, and then it gets into these other specifics, right? But then it tacks on, and those who give heartily approval to those who do these things. This is so important, you guys. This is why this drives me crazy, because that and those talks about all those people your, your LGBT ally, you know, all those people who go in and say you can be a gay and a Christian or you can, you can go ahead and put hormones in your kid and change them. Those parents, those, those people are under the same judgment that the people that practice these things are. Yeah, and, that's a good point. And I've often thought of that in terms of like entertainment. Yeah. You know, the things that we consume for entertainment. Um, or I, I don't consume that sort of thing and haven't for a long, long time because I saw this verse a long time ago um, because it, it, it's talking about taking pleasure from and watching those that are um, doing those things, those that are, you know, acting out those things, immorality and, you know, um, violence and all of these things. Um, if you take pleasure in uh, watching and viewing those kinds of acts, then that is, that's a problem. And we not only, you know, sit and watch all this being played out, but our the kids are doing that as well today. So yeah, I, I hadn't really thought of it in the way that you said it, but sending our kids, allowing our kids to be taught God's kids, you know, they're God's kids. Our children belong to the Lord and allowing their sexuality, which is um, God-given, it's a normal, healthy part of, of uh, us, but allowing that to be corrupted and perverted at, you know, and, and when they are at an age of innocence, um, just because it's, it's school uh, is, is unacceptable, and God does not view that lightly. And so, you know, we tend to kind of turn a blind eye to these things, and we just don't want to realize I remember uh, my son was called a homophobe in one of his classes this was several years ago he, now he's like so he's like 29 now but I remember one day he came home from school and said that his teacher had called him a homophobe and that was because he had a natural response of a young boy at, at homosexual um, educational stuff that they were being taught and uh, so when he responded like a normal kid he's this is what he said he said that's it you know uh, not exactly politically correct but it's true right and that was all he said and you know the teacher labeled him called him out in the class a christian teacher called him out in the class and told him he was homophobic and when he came home and told me you know, he said, it's all right, mom, don't worry about it. And I said, you know what? I know you're fine. But for the sake of, of everybody else, you know, I have to uh, speak out about this. I have to call the school and make my 
let them know that this is not acceptable. And it turned out she was a Christian teacher. But, you know, again, even the teacher being kind of brainwashed and forced to present this curriculum. And, I mean, it, it goes against everything, not only nature, but even common sense. And so even the teachers are in a, uh, you know, a very difficult, precarious position. But at the end of the day, if we there is an agenda on the other side. There is there's an agenda, and until we wake up and realize that, and are willing to stand up and take back our rights and our responsibilities um, to train our own kids, not to have them taught and trained by the public school system, um, who wants to break down their natural inhibitions and put boys and girls together, and you know, put all of this stuff in front of them. Um, until we stand up and say, you know what, you're not doing that um, to my child. And until we stand up collectively as Christians and say no, um, then I think it will get worse and worse. Yep, I know. It's 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 crazy. All right, I cannot believe this. We have literally like 12 minutes left of the show. <laughs> Okay, so we have to, we got to thank our sponsor here, Ariel Ministries. Ariel, you guys, if you are new to the show, you don't know who it is. Ariel has actually sponsored our show uh, almost for two years here. And if you go to ariel.org, Ariel is a Messianic Jewish ministry of Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum. And they give us a, a special coupon code. It's Bible News. Yeah, pretty clever, huh? You can save 20% when you use that, and you can go get anything on their website. It's absolutely great for you. In fact, we can give you a taste of that by going over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, and you can get down the free Bible study, the Ministries of the Holy Spirit. Is this Today is the last day to get it. Tomorrow we're going to have a brand new one uh, for August, but you can just go download that. You'll learn a whole bunch about the, about the second person of the Godhead there and what he does for us, and it's super cool. Thanks for the super heart, cat, hello. And, uh, and um, anyway, so you can do that. You can get that there and join our email list too while you're there at the same time. Also, I wanted to let you know if you want to be a pillar of our community, you can donate any amount there on our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. That just helps pay our, that helps us to pay the bills because we actually have those, you know. Uh, and continue funding what we do. And don't forget also we have Bullhorn, the mobile app. They also sponsor our show. If you guys are not yet on Bullhorn, I encourage you to get on it and follow us. This app is owned by Free Conference Call, which is the largest free conferencing uh, software around where you can do stuff. And the cool thing about it is that they designed it with activism, prayer leaders, ministry leaders, uh, podcasters in mind and they are not going to squelch our free speech because the owner of free conference call is a believer and he loves the Lord which is why he's actually you know sponsored our show for a couple of months with that app so if you haven't gotten it yet go to getbullhorn.com com their motto is stand out be heard yeah people stand out and be heard all right and find bible news radio follow me this show will be on there after the fact. I will be uploading it later. Also, I want to let you know that uh, Bob Ulrich and Gary Stearman from Prophecy and the from Prophecy Watchers have uh, they will be coming on our show in the pretty soon. 
They are doing their second annual Prophecy Watchers Conference, Blessed Hope Conference, down there in Oklahoma, in Norman, Oklahoma. And me and Randall uh, were invited to go do more interviews with all the top leading prophecy experts there. We did it last year. Uh, this is not in our budget. So we want you guys to help fund our way. <laughs> Bob and Gary actually give it, or they've given us free tickets, so we don't have to pay for our registration to go. But uh, that trip will cost us probably about fourteen hundred bucks. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to go down there. Uh, we have to rent a car to drive down there. We have to put our animals up for about four days. That's the biggest expense, honestly, our our animals, and and then the hotel that will cost us about fourteen hundred dollars. We're going to go down there. We're going to tape interviews with all of the people that we can. When I was at NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters, I recorded 30 interviews in like two days. I think it was two and a half days. It was a lot of work. So you guys, Jan Markell's going to be there. David Reagan's going to be there. L.A. Marzulli, Bill Solis, Gary Stearman, and, and Bob Ulrich, they're going to be there. Uh, a whole bunch of people, Ryan Peterson, who wrote the book about the Nephilim, who has been on our show twice this year, he's going to be there. Um, Doug Hershey is going to be there. Uh, and a whole bunch of other people are going to be there. So if you guys feel led and you want us to do this, then help on, help send us to Prophecy Watchers. Uh, the conference is literally three days after my 50th birthday. There you go, people. So you can combine it and make it a birthday present, okay? <laughs> I'm going to turn 50. I'm going to hit the road. I'm going to go to the Prophecy Conference with Bareface, and we're going to we're gonna get some stuff, put it out here for you. Uh, so you can donate to that. Just specify you want it towards that, and then I'll let you know how we're doing. <clears throat> and certainly, the, the, the last thing is, you guys know that I am an independent uh, representative with Legal Shield and ID Shield. We talk about this all the time. I've told you it's part of my mission to get everybody covered because you guys need the coverage, honestly. Uh, I know a lot of you think you know what it is, but you don't. Just saying. Uh, there's lots of identity theft out there. In fact, Michigan, where Tommy lives, <laughs> is really high. And Tennessee is number 14. Who knew? The Bible Belt. People ripping people off in the Bible Belt. Anyway, uh, Randall, go ahead and show that video really fast. And then if you guys want to sign up, we can close July strong and, uh, and all that. Because your support of that actually helps us too. That helps fund our show if you guys sign up for that too. All right. So where are you? Okay. Gotcha. Every year, millions of people face legal and identity theft issues. You can take control of your legal rights and identity with Legal Shield and ID Shield. As a Legal Shield member, you'll have direct access to a dedicated law firm, so you can take proactive steps to protect your legal rights, such as having your rental agreement reviewed, your will prepared, and receiving legal guidance for things like a dispute with a neighbor or creditor. Your law firm can also write a letter or make a phone call on your behalf, and is even available 24-7 for emergency situations. And with the Legal Shield mobile app, you can quickly call your law firm, access legal forms, upload your speeding ticket for review, and have your will prepared. With ID Shield, your personal information will be monitored across the internet, including black market websites and government databases. We provide child, credit, and social media monitoring too. If any discrepancies with your identity are found, you'll receive an alert. You can use yep. the ID Shield mobile app to track your alerts and your credit score. 
If your identity's been stolen, a dedicated team of licensed private investigators are there at the touch of a button 24-7 to restore your identity. Get the legal and identity theft protection you need and deserve with Legal Shield and ID Shield. All right. Okay, so that, just so you know, you can sign up for that on my website, dcharp.wearelegalshield.com or just message me. I'll send you a link or you can have me sign you up. Either way is good. Just so you know, the identity theft starts at $9.95 a month. That's for an individual. For a family of 10, it's $24.95 a month. That's all it is. And it covers way more than your credit card and all of that. It covers your social security, your driver's license, a whole bunch of stuff. And believe it or not, people think it, it it just covers one thing, but it doesn't. It covers everything. And LifeLock, who everybody talks about, actually has been hacked twice recently, just last week. <laughs> and they charge three times as much for their service. That's all I'm going to say for now. Okay. We got like, we have like literally six minutes left, I think. Of course. I know I want to go longer, but <clears throat> let's see how we're doing here with Tommy. <laughs> okay, I actually had an article, but I don't really want to go into that because I really want to respect both of our times and uh, and all that. So, um, yeah, th- there's just so much, Tommy. You brought up this hot potato issue that I always talk about. And, <laughs> and you know, I have to tell you, thank you. I'm really glad that you did. You know why? Because there's too many people out there who don't talk about it. And I think really... God has called you, he's called me, to be hopefully like Esther, you know, like Esther's. We were called for such a time as this. And Esther actually risked her life to do what she did to actually defend and protect Israel. And Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, we live in America where right now we can do what we're doing. But there may be a time, hopefully not in our lifetime, Lord willing, but you never know where we might not have that that opportunity. So, you know, I, I, I'm very blessed and honored that, that you have done that. And you know what, there's a lot of young people watching our show who are younger than us, way, way younger than us. I I mean, in their twenties. Okay. (laughs) And I think we, I, and, and I, and I told, I was told that we inspire them as older women. And I think that's cool. Right. I mean, cause Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I hope so. Yeah. 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 I hope that we do. I, I want to, you know, I think as le- as Christians, we should say, follow me as I follow Christ instead of this idea. Well, don't follow me. Don't look at me. You know, I don't. Yeah. No. You know, the the apostles there was it Peter and John that day when they were going into the temple and they said to that lame beggar, they said, look on us. You know, we should say that it's safe to follow me and we need to be an example. Uh, We're commanded to be an example in the word of God. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to be a good example and somebody that you can safely follow um, as I follow Christ. Amen. Amen. I know me too. Me too. And it's kind of weird actually. <laughs> it is. It's just kind of strange. It's like, huh? Okay. So, if people want to uh, get in touch with you, I know that you have a website. It's tommynorman.com, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell everybody. Yeah. Are you doing coaching now, or are you doing anything? I, you know, do you have, or are you just doing your show, or? 
Yeah, I'm just doing my show. So I'm available to come and to minister or to speak or um, anything else like that. But yeah, so I realize I'm a preacher. Um, I'm a Bible teacher. And so um, that's what I do. Yeah, and you can get a hold of me at TommyNorman.com. You can contact me at info at TommyNorman.com. Um, my Facebook is Tommy Norman, Twitter, Tommy Norman one, uh, Instagram, Tommy Norman 10 and Periscope, Tommy Norman one. So I would love to connect with you. All right. Any, have any other final comments? Cause I mean, you know, <laughs> never a shortage of comments, Stacy. I, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I just appreciate you for loving the truth and speaking the truth and defending the truth. And, and, you know, you do tackle all of these um, topics that, you know, we're supposed to be afraid to, to discuss and to tackle, but it's not us. It's the Bible. So we say what God says, you know, I always say to people, when they come in and say, what's your opinion on gay marriage? Well, I don't have an opinion. I have the Bible. And so as a believer, as a Christian, I can tell you I'm here representing what the Bible says, not my personal opinion. And I appreciate that about you, that you are bold and you are not afraid and, uh, and you make it fun too. So God bless you and the work that you do, you and Randall. And I know um, that it, it's not easy because there are a lot of people that come against you, but I want you to know how much I appreciate you and that you're making a difference. Oh, you're going to make me cry. That. See, I'm getting all choked up. Thank you. <laughs> See, look at that. I'm getting teary eyed people. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, it touches my heart. My soft, mushy, callous heart. No. <laughs> Your sweet and lovable heart. My sweet, lovable heart. <laughs> well, I, you know what it is? I think it's because you understand. You get it. And, you know, when you talk about kids, I was a woman, I am a woman, who could not have kids. And I was recently sharing with a guy, uh, a, um, a Jewish Orthodox Jew, who, uh, uh, who's really close to becoming a, a believer in Yeshua. And I shared with him my story of getting a hysterectomy and how that just devastated me and all that. Just so you know, I don't need always anymore. <laughs> just, just thought I'd share anyway. Um, but in through that process, I was sharing with him that I was really afraid of what I was going to lose, right? Like the loss of a heritage, a loss of a legacy, right? Because because sometimes Jewish people are really, they're reticent. They don't want to receive Yeshua because they're afraid they're going to lose their family. And frankly, a lot of them will, right? But he didn't yep. focus on what he could gain. And that's, that's the message I sent to him. I said, look, you need to stop looking at what you've lost and look at what you gained. And this is what God showed me. It was right after I had my hysterectomy, I lost my uterus, okay? <laughs> Just saying, I did. I'm, I'm walking around with one less body part, people. <laughs> Living proof that it can happen. And anyway, um, and it was hard. It was super hard. But you know what happened was within a couple of year period, it was about four years after that took place, uh, and I was doing the ministry that God called me to do that nobody could understand in, in my real life, uh, you know, at my church. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, never mind. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. I started getting an email, one from one from people all over the place. You're like my spiritual mom. 
And I was like, oh. And at first, I honestly resisted that. I was like, ooh, that's so, you know, ooh, I don't want that because that's too, that's too weird. But then God showed me that's what you are, you know, and what the enemy thought he was doing by trying to destroy me, God worked it out for good. Romans 8, right? So when you say that, it touches my heart because it's a humbling thing to be a woman who gets to share the gospel. And, you know, our culture today lifts up the men that do it, but there are a lot of us women out there who do it, who a lot of people look to for nurture and guidance and love. And frankly, a little exhortation uh, and humor. Uh, and we deliver it the best that we can. Are we perfect? No, but we, we do try to do that. So I just, just thank you for that. Appreciate it. Amen. All right. Amen. So with that said, technically we're over time. <laughs> so of course we are. <laughs> that's all right. That's the best part about this is it's not like the, the, the static at the end of the, the night didn't show up. <laughs> like when my mom was growing up, the TV would go off at midnight or whatever time it went off. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then the, or the national anthem, first the national anthem. <laughs> That's right. See, and yeah, and people in their 20s have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Okay, everybody. Hey, go follow Tommy. And uh, remember, as I always end every show, be bold, stand up and go with God because he loves you. Make a difference, right? You can be that person that throws the starfish back into the ocean and gives that person eternal life, to use an interesting phrase, right? So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to end on that happy note, and we'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock Central Time. All right. <laughs>